With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It is Friday, January 20th. I had a whole different show planned for today, but yesterday I went on our morning broadcast, CBS Mornings, And I wanted to talk about the debt ceiling. And this is a matter that I feel like I just, it's like a bad penny. It just keeps coming back. When I keep thinking back into the times where I've covered the debt ceiling, I scratch my head and I say, why are we doing this again? This is so crazy. So as the U.S. economy is about to teeter into potentially a slowdown, maybe a recession, here we have Congress threatening not to raise the debt ceiling again. And uh, just to remind you, you know, this is a longstanding issue that the debt ceiling began back in 1917. It was to simplify the process of borrowing and to provide Congress with more flexibility. You know, most years a government spends more than it takes in, so we got to borrow the money. We have had to raise the debt ceiling many, many times, 78 times since 1960. So I wanted to make sure that you guys understood really the the nuts and bolts of the debt ceiling. So I want to air the segment that came from yesterday's show. This is me on CBS Mornings with Nate Burleson, Tony DeCopel, and Gail King. In this morning's Money Watch, we're going to unpack what the debt ceiling means to everyday Americans, with the government expected to hit that limit today. When you hear the term debt ceiling, you might roll your eyes and think to yourself, how does this affect me? Well, CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger is here to explain why it actually does. Jill, good morning. How are you doing? Good. Good. Doing well. Okay. So what exactly is debt ceiling? So it's basically the limit, and it's an arbitrary limit, of the total amount of debt that the U.S. can actually borrow. It goes back to 1917. Okay. And because we generally spend more than we take in every year for all the various obligations we have, we run up debt. Periodically, the debt ceiling needs to be raised. It's been raised 86 times since 1960. It's usually a bipartisan, non-event administrative. Hmm. But what is clear is not raising the debt ceiling 
can have significant consequences on the economy and on us. So I'm sitting at home, I'm watching you, I should be worried, why? Well, okay, when we don't have the debt ceiling raised, the U.S. Treasury Department has a series of bad decisions to make. So right now they're starting with kind of like the medium measures that don't really impact us. But we get closer to the summer, what is likely to happen is we could start seeing a real change. What would happen? We could see furloughing of government employees. Mm. So now we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people. Wow. We're talking about some of those government employees being forced to work, but not getting paid. Mm -hmm. We're also talking about things like delaying social security checks. Maybe you won't get your tax refund on time. Maybe you won't go to a national park. I just want to focus on one thing very particularly, when you don't have social security checks coming in, not only is it putting individuals at risk, it is putting the economy at risk. Right. Those social security checks are spent in this economy. Mm. We are in an economy right now that is teetering on the edge of recession. So this could cause tremendous tumult and could push us further into a recession than we would Talking have been otherwise. The ripple effect. Well, when you lay it out like that, Joe, you go, well, why not just raise a debt ceiling? Yeah. Right, yeah. good, when thank you, you. When you lay it out like that. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I exactly agree with that because uh -huh. this has become a strange battle in fighting a fight that's already been fought. And what do I mean by that? When you think about the debt ceiling, this is not running up new debt for something we haven't voted on. Congress, previous Congresses, Republicans and Democrats have voted on certain spending measures. Raising the debt ceiling pays for the measures that have already been, been voted on. Okay. So this has become this strange way of saying, we don't like the amount of money going out for Social Security or whatever program you care or don't care that about. That was already agreed upon. It was already agreed upon, which makes people like me nuts. And Republicans want to use this moment, though, to cut spending. They say, look, the debt ceiling is at $31 tr trillion. That's a huge number. I mean, on the other hand, feel better about your personal credit card bill, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. right. But do they have a point in saying, hey, this is out of control. Well, I think they would have a point if they hadn't voted back, you know, in 2017 for tax cuts that weren't paid for or hadn't voted on a series of plans that we really did need during the pandemic. You know, everything in retrospect gets a different tint through a political lens. Right. I'm a money person. I don't really care about politics. I care when politicians screw up the economy mm. and actually impact ordinary Americans' lives. Mm. Uh, that should be your like uh, answering machine message. That's it right That's there. Your money person. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's it. And and you know what? To be honest with you, the people who are grandstanding around this, they do so at their own peril. Because in the past, what we know is when we have these conflicts and they go to the bitter end, just go back to 2011, the last time we had a big impasse. The stock market went down by 14% over four weeks. The bond market went berserk and borrowing costs increased. We were looking at job losses and it did take time to recover. Again, we're already slowing down yeah. after this post-pandemic recovery. Right. This is not the moment to have a fight like this. All right. All right. Very clear. Jill always breaks it down. Thank you, Jill. <laughs> okay. So uh, a couple of other things about the debt ceiling that I did not get to, uh, and that is that, you know, when we talk about the debt ceiling, um, I also want to remind folks that the U.S. has never defaulted, you know, and, and what does that mean? We've always made good on our promises. And the fact that a default has never occurred doesn't mean it can't occur. If it were to happen, it really does call into question the full faith and credit of the United States. 
as an entity that always meets its financial obligations. Okay. And this is incredibly important. Also, by the way, when this has happened in the past, you know what else happens? All that extra interest and unpaid bills during the period has to be repaid anyway. And usually it's the government that has to actually borrow even more money to fund those obligations. The long story short about the debt ceiling is I feel like this is a potentially an unforced error that Congress could commit. And I'm mad about it. And I don't want to see the economy falter. I don't want to see job losses. I don't want to see a recession that's deeper than it should be. You know, again, this is not like a thing that's happening this minute, but the continued uncertainty over the debt ceiling and a deal that could occur just adds to the overall risk to the economy. So shame on the people who are elected, who are willing to do this again Remember, the debt ceiling increase is not an agreement to spend new money. It is paying the bill for the things that Congress has already voted to spend money on. Let's pay our bills. Let's move on. Okay, so deep collective breath on the debt ceiling. I promise I'll keep you updated as things do progress, but hopefully this is not necessarily something we need to really get ourselves freaked out about. And instead, if you want to freak out about something, freak out about something you can control, maybe your own financial life. And so as a result, if that's the case, I don't want you to freak out, but I do want you to send us a note. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and you complete the form. If you want to join us, click that box. Mark does everything else while you're on the website. Sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It's free every single week. Comes out on Fridays. It's such a great, like pre-game warm-up for the weekend. And uh, we're going to have a great guest this weekend. I'm very excited because we're going to be talking about the Secure Act 2.0. And I promise it'll be fun. It really will be. All right. It's Friday. That means we'll do some business. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We are distributed by Cadence 13. All of the stuff on our website is powered by the brains of listener, now webmistress, Karen. Mark, I think I'm going to add Karen to our outros on Friday. So uh, we want to thank Karen Cranick for all of her hard work on our gorgeous website. And she's amazing. So thanks, Karen. And uh, if you would like to thank somebody in your life, you want to do something nice for someone else today, I promise it will make that person feel better and it will make you feel better. Our mantra in 2023 is directly from my book. It's the subtitle of The Great Money Reset. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.